last name and spell it for me. Benjamin Kriegler. Uh, it's K-R-I-E-G-L-E-R. We often get a number of unusual calls forwarded our way um, from various places, front desk, accounting, and other things. And it's kind of a catch-all in the research and reporting area to field those kinds of questions. Um, I think this gentleman had been having a conversation with uh, Jane Steinbach in accounting about his pledge. Oh, that might not be correct. It doesn't matter. But he had a question about finding an old yearbook, namely the one from his graduating year, which was 1958. And so the call came my way. And you never know quite what you're going to get. And you say hello. And uh, he just had a simple request. He wondered if I knew of anywhere he might get such a thing. And I said, we have a big collection, and I know that the University of Nebraska-Lincoln Archive has a, the most extensive collection, too. And we talked a little bit about the yearbooks and the funny things about them. But I said, I don't have one to, to get for you, but I want to do some checking. So let me make sure I can find a good time to call you back, and we'll talk about it. I bet you I can find you one. So I, we do research, so we, I, it was very easy to get online and find yearbooks. Now, of course, you're usually finding them on eBay and places like that, and I didn't feel like I was able to send him there because he probably wouldn't have had good luck with that. But I was able, and I, you can't ensure the reputability of the seller, so that's tough too. So I'm trying to do what will work very easy for him. So we found a rare bookseller. They had a 1958 yearbook. I connected the two people and made sure to follow up so that he, I ensured that he got his yearbook and uh, he was very happy about it, but humble and didn't want us to go to so much trouble to help him. Um, and it was a fun opportunity to thank him for his giving, which he assured me was very modest and I told him it didn't matter. Um, and it was just, it was a, it felt good to be able to help someone out in that kind of way. And it didn't, I don't care how the call came my way, but it, it needed to stop there so that we could do something. So you need to have a conduit sometimes. It, that, it's a good point. But to kick that person around any further would just kind of drive them crazy because I try and put myself in their shoes. And none of us like doing the keypad thing where you don't even talk to a person until 17 or 18 key punches. And I assume that people here, particularly our donors, no matter what level they're at, feel the same way. And uh, what did it cost me? Half an hour, 45 minutes to do something like that, which probably was more, worth more to him than a half an hour, 45 minutes of my time. So easy decision. How many times do you think you spoke with him over the course of that time? Three. I want to make sure that he could get in touch with that um, dealer and also that if email was okay, the communication routes, and then I want to follow up to make sure it went okay because I would feel really bad if I sent him to some fly-by-night old yearbook dealer um, and he didn't ever get his yearbook and he was out, you know, $70 or whatever it cost to acquire one. So. Yeah, it's a, it was important to me. Once you take on a task like that, you kinda, it, it works out better if you just see it through. Well, what's funny is that, that people sometimes, I think, misunderstand or they gird themselves for someone who's really angry because there'll be people that have um, concerns about the way their name's formatted or how it appeared. And I've always found, and this is a phonathon thing, that it's better to just confront it and completely hear them out because they sometimes just need someone to vent to. And then the venting's over and it's done with, and you can actually almost, I don't think I've ever failed to do this, except it, unless it was Husker related, uh, <laughs> but to uh, turn the conversation around and start talking about good things again, like their gift history or the good things they've done for us or how it made them feel. Um, and I think that opportunity is there almost 98% of the time. Is the 
Yes. If you employ the buck stops here philosophy on the phone calls, then you almost always end up with a situation that is slightly beyond your control or understanding. And you have to also know if it needs to be forwarded to someone else. But if it doesn't, and you can be that per that concierge for that person, then um, it, you just need to know who to reach out to and you kind of need to know how this place functions. But even if you don't, it's two phone calls away to figure that thing out to help that person. And if you make a transition from yourself to someone else, you have to tell them like, I'm going to do this and you're going to put you with this other person. I'm going to follow up back with you to make sure that it all worked out. And I remember doing that a few times. Did everything get resolved? Was it good? Yes. I don't think I can think of a time where the person didn't really appreciate that. Because it's so rare these days that that happens. And it all comes from my own experiences and kind of a golden rule thing about how I would like to be treated in a similar situation.